welcome back to the What Nots Review Show, number 191. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how's it going? I'm doing fine, Kyle. How has your weekend been? It's been good so far, playing a lot of Pokemon, uh, which I'm, I'm playing the new Pokemon Legends Arceus, and it's been fantastic. I love it a lot. Uh, and then I got a haircut this morning, so I'm feeling mm -hmm. good. I got up a little er, 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 earlier than I normally do. Yeah, got my haircut, had a donut for breakfast. It was, it's a good oh, day. Oh, man, what good donut? Day. My favorite is uh, glazed devil's food, or like the, the, the chocolate devil's food. So that's what Excellent. I got. The chocolate Excellent choice. donut with the glaze on top. Ooh. What about you? How's your weekend been? It's good. I haven't had a donut. Now I feel my weekend is inferior. <laughs> I, I, I baked a, a big pan of focaccia bread again this week okay. and went over to a friend's house, enjoyed a movie together. Movie and bread. Good stuff. Good stuff. That sounds fun. What movie did, did you guys watch? She's got a very fancy high-end home theater setup uh, that whenever I go over to her house, I always want to really take advantage of it. So we watched <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. Good. Good movie. That's an awesome one. Uh, but that is not what we are here to talk about this week, because if you guys did not know, every week here on the review show, we have a different story to talk about. It could be a manga, it could be a comic book, it could be a movie, a TV show, who knows, it could be all sorts of stuff. But we read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do, and then come back here and talk about it this week. We are discussing a manga. It's it's our it's it's our end of the month special, uh, mm. our first one of the new year. Uh, so, yeah, we are covering a manga called Knights of Sidonia. And we're going to be covering the first eight volumes, which is which is just about half of uh, I, I guess just past halfway. Uh, yeah. Of this. So we'll cover the second half, the remaining seven volumes at the end of next month, at the end of February. Um, so be on the lookout for that down the road. But here and now, volumes one through eight of Knights of Sidonia. Um, this is written by, I'm pulling up all the info here. It's written by uh, Sutomu Nihi, I believe is how you pronounce it. I I thought that was an L at first when I was looking it up this morning, but I think that's an I at the end there. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, the creator of 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 Blam. If you guys have seen that one too, it's spelled B L A M E E with an exclamation mark, but it's pronounced Blam. That was, I think, one of. Something else that I recognized of his, but uh, Knights of Sidonia, sci-fi, space, adventure, mech suits, good stuff. <laughs> Alien creatures, all sorts of cool things. Melissa. Mm -hmm. You were the one that picked this out of the kind of few that I suggested for our uh, our end of the month special. What 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 made you decide on this one? 
the other ones you pitched were some baseball manga. And I got a couple pages into it and it was already more sports lingo than I knew what to do with. I'm like, I'm I'm not going to find a footing here. I don't think I know you won't either. Neither of us know anything about baseball. And then the other one was Love Hina, which could have been interesting. But I thought if this is a title that we're going to stick with for a considerable amount of time, it's just this romantic comedy story where like every month it's like, Wow, he accidentally tripped and fell into boobs again. I wonder what's going to ha- how uh, else he's going to accidentally touch boobs next month. In this series. It happened series in this, but this, point. <laughs> this narrative felt like it had the most meat onto it that we could on like grab onto. Yeah. We, you know, we have sci-fi no backgrounds <laughs> here on the show. Yeah, yeah. We, we cover a lot of sci-fi here. Uh, you're in particular a big mech fan. Uh, I, I like Pacific Rim and... And the big O, and that's it. (laughs) I do like a second mech title. And I guess this is now by default my third favorite mech title. (laughs) (laughs) But I started reading it, and I thought the world building was very interesting. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. So that's what brought me to this title, specifically. Good to know. Yeah, I, I had heard of this a while back. I was introduced to it through netflix because they made an anime adaption Mm. uh, of this and this was like right when uh netflix was trying to make a big push into like hey let's help fund some anime and get it on our platform so it was this and ajin demi human that were like the two big ones that netflix produced uh, and I know uh, on the Whatnots podcast, the old version of this show, uh, me and Paul covered uh, the I, I believe we did the anime of that or maybe maybe we did the manga, but we, we covered it somehow on that. And then I watched them on Netflix. So years ago, I watched Knights of, of Sidonia. But I don't really like I, I, I don't know if it was just like it was late at night and I was half asleep when I was watching it. It was like the show that I was watching when I was falling asleep or stuff like that. But I don't really remember much about the show. Like mm-hmm. I remember bits and pieces, uh, but not not much. And so I've always kind of wanted to dive back into the story because the bits that I do remember, I remember liking. Um and so I was like, maybe I should check out the manga instead. So here we are checking out the manga volumes of one through eight. Um, and yeah, we I, miraculously did land on a pretty good cliffhanger, even though we did much, just sort yeah. of arbitrarily divide it in half. I, I, I feel like maybe the first seven volumes would have been a cleaner cut because there's there's less of a cliffhanger but yeah mm-hmm. like volume eight is like they're 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 kind of, like they're kind of starting that second phase of stuff and yeah, yeah. there's that thing like oh now i need to read more find out next time on <laughs> nights mm. of sidonia <laughs> uh, so yeah but yeah i i'm enjoying this with some hesitations i i've uh-huh i i i think there's there's not anything that I feel like is bad, 
but there's stuff mm. that I'm, I'm just like, they're just, they're glossing over all of this. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, there's so, there's so much more that I feel like this story could be doing, uh, yes. to make it that much b- 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 better. Um, and again, not in a sense that like, oh, it's just doing all these bad things. The characters are bad. The writing is bad. The art is bad. Everything is bad. It's, it's not that it's just like, I like what we have. You've mentioned a couple details. It'd be fun to know more about those things. Yeah. Tell me more about those. But then it doesn't. So it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm in this like weird middle ground with this story right now. Where it's like I, I am enjoying it, but it's so hyper focused on this one mm. aspect of it that I feel like we're missing out, if that makes sense. That's how I feel yeah, about I it. At, at, at least this first half. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of plot machinations I didn't totally follow, but I think that's on me and not on the story. I okay, think that's yeah. on me just reading it too fast. Gotcha. Yeah, I so I I also had an interesting experience with Comicsology Unlimited, which ah. is where we are reading this. I typically read it on my phone that's you know that's just what it is but it's so small it's so small yeah these phones are so big for an actual phone it's still like too small to read on like i can do it but it's not my preferred thing i don't have a tablet i do have a laptop that can like fold all the way back so it can be a tablet so this is where my interesting experience comes in i haven't used Comixology Unlimited on my laptop in years. I've, it's, mm. again, always been on my, my phone. And for some reason, I just, it, it felt like a terrible experience. Um, it only allowed me to read the manga when two pages were up at the same time. Instead of on my phone where I can just read one page each uh except for like volume five which like i i don't know but yeah so i i read the first couple volumes on my phone and i was like i i like i remember enough of this that i know what's going on at the start but i can tell that like the the artwork is is just like that there's i i feel like if i could see it bigger like i would understand a little bit more what's happening um so yeah i went to my laptop i had to read it in landscape mode because it would would display Mm. two pages so things were bigger and you know it's like reading an actual comic uh so that that was fine um but yeah then oddly like volume five was like you can read these as single pages so i did because that's what i was hoping to do so i had these like giant pages um but then every 30 pages or so comiXology would just like spaz out and be be like oops we don't know what happened something went wrong and i would just have to like go back into my books and reload the book and do all of that and yeah it was just it like without hail like every like 20 to 30 pages just be like, eh, we don't like this. 
Who uses this, a computer to read manga? <laughs> who uses a phone? Like, the thought of <laughs> right? reading a comic on my phone is is breaking me. I can't. I need that to be on a separate I, device. My phone is for I read business. so much. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saving up for an iPad. So I can, like, that can be, like, my comic device. That I can just read comics on that thing and I'll be a happy boy. Yeah. I think I'm going to upgrade my dinky little uh cheap tablet soon exclusively for comics it's all i ever use this tablet for is comiXology unlimited and even that like overloads it it takes forever to load like the home page and oh, i can't man. live like that anymore <laughs> even <laughs> if it is a better screen size i'm reading it on my phone true true but yeah so i i I think all that goes to say that yes reading this on my phone i felt like the artwork was too small and like i said the the story hyper focuses on the kind of war that's going on we'll get into into Mm. this synopsis in a sec here but so much so that i felt like even the artwork kind of like cuts out everything you don't need that's not about the war that it's just like mm. I, like it felt like i was like is that all there is in that panel like i there has to be more like things just felt like they were so like cropped tight and stuff like that so that that i i i think made it hard to understand the story it, it felt like I I didn't understand the space, what room they were in, where they were, yeah. how far things were. Like just I I I didn't really understand the context of if if that makes sense. Mm. Um. So yeah, that was interesting. But then once I read volume five in those big giant pages, I was like, oh, this is so much better. Like I. I <laughs> I understand what things look like and I like it it just gave me a better sense of space um which is interesting and I guess that's also five volumes in so maybe decided to be like maybe I should add a little bit more space to these things here mm. so I feel like that all sounds like me talking nonsense uh, <laughs> so I say we do a plot synopsis and then maybe give <laughs> final thoughts on uh, our spoiler-free uh, thoughts on this. So, plot synopsis. Uh, I am terrible with character names, uh, so okay. I'm g- going to screw this one up. But uh, the main character that we follow... Uh, has grown up on this spaceship, but he's grown up in kind of the underground of the spaceship. He's like hidden away in like the the like the sewer system kind of thing. And that's just all he's known. It's been him and his grandpa, I think, uh, just kind of living dead down there, struggling to survive. Well, everyone else on the spaceship, like they have apartments and they can go shopping mm. and there's malls and there's cafeterias and they got a whole military Not up there. For my taste. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they got all sorts of stuff, right? They, they have a whole ocean inside the spaceship yeah Um, Yeah. so 
he eventually has to kind of venture out on his own because his grandfather has passed away uh to which he kind of ventures out into the regular parts of the spaceship and almost immediately is kind of swept up and inducted into their military as one of the pilots yeah. uh cuz yeah. he has some some skill with that and yeah. the whole thing is he's been strange. he's been practicing on like a simulator so he's right. been playing a like simulator game his entire life living in you know a, a the crypt of the ship with just him and his grandpa and he wanders out one day to find rice and they're like Who's that strange boy? Let's bring him in and interrogate him. <laughs> oh, he knows pilot stuff. Well, we always need pilots. Pilots getting killed all the time. Let's just make the boy a pilot. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, it turns out that humanity a long time ago has kind of left Earth because this alien species came and started attacking it called what I'm going to say for most of this, the Ghana. I, yeah. I think is how you pr pr pronounce it. I want to say I, guana, but that's not it because the U and the A are s mm -hmm. switched. So it should be Ghana, I think. Yeah, I say yeah um, with certainty, but my only certainty is that that's also what I said in my head. Sure. Yes, yeah, Ghana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ghana with the wind. Um, and so, yeah, the, the those gonna start attacking earth and so in this kind of like apocalyptic alien invasion humanity just leaves leaves earth in these mm. giant spaceships to go venture out and try and survive to find a new planet all sorts of stuff so there's it's now at at least a few hundred years later i think it's a few thousand but i don't mm. know um but it, yeah, they've had multiple wars with the Ghana. Now there, there is some history there. Uh, they've started to figure out some weapons that that are effective against the G -G 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 Ghana, so they can start to fight back. Uh, and yeah, here we are on this spaceship out in space, searching for a new planet, and uh, more Ghana start to show up, and so they're just like, "Hey, mm -hmm. new kid, you want to be a pilot?" You're in the army now. Ivan yeah. Niaj, join the Navy. Um, <laughs> so so he, yeah, that's basically it. That's basically the, yeah. the, the plot. Yeah, he, he they pilot these mechs called guards, G-A-R-D-E, not guard, just like a regular security guard, like a Paul Blart. They pilot guards, they go out in space, they fight the Ghana. And the whole story is just uh, Nagate Tanakaze, his life as this pilot, and learning to adjust to just what the world is, like learning about different types of people. This is a future where in order to help food insecurity after the, the Ghana like attacked and destroyed so much of Earth, human beings develop themselves into being able to photosynthesize. They only need to eat actual food once a week. The rest of the time, they just strip down naked and bathe in the sunlight and they're like yum yeah. i'm full so he he never had that treatment or whatever he wasn't bred to have that so he's the only person who's eating all the time which is kind of an anime trope 
in it a is lot, yeah a lot of stuff like the the yeah the like the 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 like shonen like main character hero yeah. always just has a huge appetite but this is also just like a story reason for that to happen like he's the only one that like needs to to, to eat so they're all just like yeah oh my god you eat so much but to us it's just like no right. he's just had like his normal like two to three meals a day yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> But yeah, it's it's good. It's it's an interesting story. I I like it a lot. I like what they have. Um, If you are Mm. into mechs and like mech sci fi space adventures, I think this is a cool one. Um, I I think this would be an interesting one to do in tandem with the anime adaption to like Mm. read a big chunk of it and then go watch it on screen, because I think Watching it on screen will help give you a sense of space uh, with this, which is one of my big com- complaints. So there you go. That, I think, is our spoiler-free thoughts on that one. Uh, let's take a quick break for housekeeping, and then we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash The Whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam. We appreciate you. Thank you for supporting us. It means a lot. Um, Yeah. Cool things that we've been up to here on the review show. Ignacio and I recorded crossplay yesterday, and we got to talk a bunch about Pokemon Legends Arceus. The eight-year-old mm-hmm. inside of me is so happy for this game. <laughs> I love it. I'm obsessed. Uh, it's a lot of fun. If you guys want to find out more details, uh, go check out Crossplay, uh, our vi- our video game podcast. Uh, that would mean a lot uh, on the captain's log. Uh, man, we had a lot of fun talking about how Nick Cage declared, I am goth. So go find out what that means <laughs> it, <laughs> on the captain's log. It is, what you, it is what you think it means. There's not a lot of mystery there, <laughs> but it's fun. It was fun to talk about. <laughs> good stuff uh yeah i i'm sure in the coming weeks here we are hoping to do something on uh on peacemaker when that wraps Mm -hmm. up 
Um, we'll do a spoiler cast for that over on the reactor core. Uh, so be looking out for that. Uh, I do want to say that our our January Patreon exclusive uh, thing is up. It is our video game fantasy draft. Uh, so if you are at the three dollar tier or higher, uh, you can see all the guys from Crossplay uh, as well as a guest um, who joins us uh, do a fantasy draft that we will be checking in on uh, each month uh, this year. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And last but not least, uh, we updated our merch store with some stuff from the Reactor Core. Uh, so if you guys want some Reactor Core merch, go check out our store, thewhatnots.com slash store. There you go. Uh, with that, though, we should get into spoilers. Here we are. Spoilers. Melissa. Uh-huh. Thoughts on this book? Where do you want to start? Is there something that caught your attention? Because I, I, I know you're not as big of a mech fan, and no. I, I, me not remembering at like most of this story, I didn't realize like how much this actually focused on like the mechs and the fighting and all like the the big space <laughs> battles and stuff like that. So what what about this? story stood out to you i gotta say i i the battles i just completely glossed over which is not uh, an effect of the book it's an effect of me i check out during extended action scenes <laughs> particularly in like a, a comic where i don't have actual motion sure. that i'm looking at so uh i just sort of flip through the battles but thankfully it seems like most of them went pretty regularly i got the big effects out of it like oh oh that co-pilot died or a, a gonna ate that one and turned into her and then tanakaze yeah. had to stab her <laughs> i know the important bits <laughs> the important yeah. effects of these things like i said i really like the world building here i like the setting i like sidonia itself one of my favorite aspects of the book is that the opening title page for almost every issue is uh, uh, just a scenic portrait of the city, and it's labeled 100 Sites of Sidonia, um, mm-hmm. Pilot Dormitory's Back Staircase. And it's just like a, a shot of it's just some part of the city, yeah. and maybe like one character will be standing there handedly, like some photographer has caught them on a break. Yeah. Um, that I, I think is maybe one of my favorite bits of the, the mm. book, but also where one of my bigger complaints comes mm. in with the with the book. So, uh, in in looking up the manga, the creator of this manga, um, it turns out that he has a background in architecture. Uh, oh, and I can see that and, for sure. Yeah, it makes sense with these like just like here's a picture of the stairway. Here's a picture mm-hmm. of the the this thing. Here's the engine room. Here's just these like it's not a still life, but it's like a landscape painting of of just like mm. here's this like really serene 
back stairway. Well, I'm I'm gonna use the back st- stairway a lot because yeah. I that's the that he he does a couple different locations that happen to have stairs. So it seems like he maybe likes stairs in there, mm-hmm. and the the whole like interior of the ship is just covered in stairways and stuff. Um, but yeah, it I I think the architecture background comes through in those pictures but this is where my complaint about space comes in it's so hyper focused Mm. on the war with the ghana and these these pilots and the guards that i really don't understand what that ship looks like on the inside And I think that sucks. Like, I, I want to know what the ship looks like, it, especially now that I know that he has a a background in architecture. It's like, dude, this should be like the shining star of the book. Like, I, mm. I, 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 sh- I should know what this space looks like. And I don't feel like I do. Yeah, these, you go to a lot of different scenes, locations. So good. And the, uh, yeah. It's true. Like, you each there will be individual places they're in that look nice, but you don't have a sense of geography within the ship. How far away things are, what's next to each other, how big is the ship? How long does it take you to get from one part to the other? You know, if Nagate's right. out on a walk with Azana and then he's like, I have to go to battle, like how long does that take him to, to get into, you know, the the battle scene? Where, where does it go change? Yeah. How does it get into his guard? Yeah, I mean, does he have like an, uh, does some kind of commute, like does it take him (laughs) 30 or 40 minutes to get there, right? Right? Yeah, I got to catch the subway into war. Right. (laughs) I I, I feel like the book is just cramped. Like Mm -hmm. you just don't, there's no sense, like, like you have mentioned a number of of times you like a good extra size giant large sci-fi room and i feel like this ship should have those i would like more and i i don't feel like it does even Mm -hmm. though it technically Mm -hmm. does right like we we know that there are some some rooms in here that are just ginormous but I don't feel like we've gotten that that scene where like you turn the page and you're just like, oh, shit, they're in this like gigantic thing. There's was there was like one or two scenes. I think there's yeah. one scene where they're in the when they're in the water inside the ship and they dive in and you just see this like giant whale looking thing underneath them and they're just like. Oh, God, uh, that is huge. Uh, that'd be scary. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. But yeah, like the the main deck of the ship where the commander does, like, I feel like that room should be ginormous. Right. But I just I don't have a sense of scale. There. So that scale? I think is maybe my biggest complaint with the book. I I understand. Yeah, it's it's something I would wish for a little bit more detail. I think it. He does scale well with the war outside of the ship, like the guard, yep. like how big the Ghana are, how big the Ghana cluster ships are compared to Sidonia. I do really like in the later volumes when we've got Samugi and there's that part where like everybody, she's just been you know, debuted and everybody's talking to her through like a big window in the ship. And it's like, she's huge. She is stories yeah. tall. 
just hovering yeah. outside and you have to like go to the atrium and yell through a window at this half human, half Ghana new pilot prodigy. Yeah, it's just like I I need more of that. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, like that, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't feel like there's stuff in here that the creator is doing poorly. It's just like, mm. uh, I just I, I need more of yeah. these certain details and, and yes, stuff like that. Yeah, so. I like everything you have. Just please point your point your camera somewhere else for a little bit longer, please. Yes. Like, I um, I love the world building here and there's stuff I want to learn a lot more about and instead it's like here's another battle <laughs> i, I want to yep. learn about the bio the, how different biologically different humans are i think that's a very interesting aspect to this book i talked about how they they photosynthesize now nagata is the only one who doesn't uh, and another one is that there are humans who have the biological capability to switch their genitalia and like reproduce with either sexes or asexually reproduce a clone which is mentioned yeah. and we see that there's like one group of girls in in Tanakaze's like piloting class who are apparently all clones they're all exactly the like they've got like very slight differentiations in their haircut I want to learn so much more about them at one point they mentioned yeah. like Absolutely. Oh, you know, we were we were cloned. We were grown very quickly. We're only five years old. I, I need to learn more about where you came from. Who's your who's the original one? Where is your your parent? Who's that? Why are there so many of you? Were you bred specifically to be soldiers? Yeah. What's your deal here? Yeah. There's, Tell me about there's, that, there's please. Instead like that. of just like, here they are. They're going to get in the guards and fight again. There's 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 stuff like that. There's there's characters that I want to know more about that we don't really mm. get to know. I think just by nature of a lot of the pilots die or get killed. Like you, yeah. you just don't get to know some of these characters. And so it's hard for me then to like get emotionally attached or be like, oh, man, not this character. No, I wanted to see them go to the mall on Saturday. That, that would have been cool. Um, but yeah, we we just don't get that. So like you you had mentioned that some of these battles like you kind of glossed over and that was your own thing. I don't think it that that was just you <laughs> okay. again. Just like by my complaint of being cramped in terms of space, we're seeing a lot of close ups of the guard mechs or the pilot helmets and then there's the like the like speed trails behind it and yeah. then there's this yeah. alien life form that is like unfamiliar it's just a lot of unfamiliar shapes and lines yeah. and, and stuff like that that it's, it's just it kind of just becomes gobbledygook it's just like yeah, well, sometimes act, it does action yeah. is happening like i could turn right. the page and if it only said in text action is happening i'd be like exactly right, cool. next page right like that's yeah that's it um and i like i i i think it wasn't un until like i mentioned volume five where okay maybe the creator had started to get some feed the back as more and more people started buying the manga and stuff so it seems like he did 
zoom out a small bit and then i got you know those bigger Mm. pages that i could see and that that helped a ton um but to kind of piggyback off of everything we've been saying so far like i i want more context about the history of the Mm. stuff like there's when when they first meet uh yeah this this hybrid there's a lot of people in there who have like mixed feelings about incorporating this into the military or bringing it it on the ship um and like i just like i i feel like it goes to the next battle so fast that you don't really get to sit with the characters in the ship of like what's the morale mm. like on on the ship what do these workers who work on the hards like how do they feel like they seem to be a against this do they feel like they're being put out of a job or are they scared because of the history okay Mm -hmm. what is the history you mentioned there was a guard like i think the one they're on now is the fourth guard war is what they said and it's yeah i don't know hundred years like i want to know more of that like and we get some mysteries revealed as the story continues right I never feel like it's enough. I I yeah. never feel like they they give you the pertinent information um that I think this story is trying to tell, but this story is also not trying to tell the story of them going shopping on a Saturday, how the the workers are feeling, what's the morale like yeah. like they don't do the everyman perspective in this. Yeah. It is difficult. Want that. You learn, you know what Cydonia looks like, you know, aesthetically what it is. But there's a lot of the culture I feel like you're missing out on because it's so war based that you never really engage in any cultural activities for very long. Like there is the I think one time they go to Gravity Festival briefly, mm-hmm. which is a fascinating concept. But. The thing about our protagonist is that he's not just this hotshot guard pilot. He is required to be in every battle. Like, they don't just pull him out, you know, when they need to. It's not like he's got, like, a quota of, well, I'm in, you know, half the battles every week, and, you know, that's my shift. No, like, the commander set it up to be like, okay, I'll let you be a guard pilot. You're a guard pilot every time we need a guard pilot. Like, you don't get a day off. Like, if there's a battle, we are calling you. So it is part of the, it is a narrative reason why we're continually starting something and then having to leave it. He's like, well, gone aside, I gotta go. But just once, I would like a day where we do get to spend more time at the Gravity Festival, at the ocean level, just uh, climbing up that that big tree with Azana. Like, can we engage in a non-battle activity for, like, one entire issue please can we get a little bit more time there just just follow another character like i i i get that if 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 uh tanakaze has to go off and fight like what happens to the characters that need to stay there that have to hook themselves on to this thing and literally just stand there like yeah what do they think is going on because they they had this really really interesting moment um that i i thought just 
by itself, like we could spend a whole volume on what yeah. just ha- happened with this thing here, where uh, the Ghana is basically shooting this missile at them and the ship has to like do these evasive maneuvers, but it's so sudden and it, it it's so fast that it basically like shakes these people like through walls and they they hit and like it k- kills that thousands it's like yeah. hey if the ship is to survive we're gonna sacrifice like thousands of people that live here on this ship mm. and you see like one or two panels of like people being thrown through walls and like hit hitting the exterior yeah. and just splats like on on the wall and then you, you know, the next chapter in the manga is like, well, we just spent two whole weeks cleaning up all those b- 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 bodies and stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, like, what was right. that like? What would that be like for the people to just see these b- 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 bodies just laying there for so long because there's so many of them that to clean mm-hmm. them all up? It takes two weeks. Like, holy moly, like that. Like what what kind of trauma is just like the regular people going through in in this? And those to me are the most fascinating things about this book that it's not telling us anything about. Right. We have no sense of average civilian life. We are so focused on the life of the soldier. Yeah, indeed. Um. Yeah. So I I think we've beat that drum qu- quite a bit here. Mm. I want to t- talk about the Ghana and uh, okay. our thoughts on the aliens. So these I, I it kind of starts out as this like amorphous pink blob, uh, or I imagine them as pink. I, I don't know. Um, I think I, that might be one of the things that i remember from the show is that they're like this like pink flesh yeah t- tone yeah because they vaguely they, fleshy yeah they they call the like outer layer of this a placenta um yeah and the placenta just, can like morph and change shape yeah. and like if it gets if it gets a hold of something it can mimic that shape so a ghana will like mold itself into a guard and at one point there's a pretty early on there is a ghana who like gets a tentacle inside one of the guards and grabs hold of the pilot and like morphs into her morphs yeah. into this girl this, who's one of you know, Tanikaze's colleagues, one of his few friends. And he has to like take his space sword and like stab this alien recreation of a girl he knows. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Like I, and again they don't give us like what does that is that doing to him mentally like we don't really get much of his mental state i'm like i just had Mm. to kill some like not not i mean he didn't have to kill someone he loved but like i just had to kill someone that i like it looked like them like what right and he's known one person his entire life he's like 17 maybe he's known only his grandpa he like right. lived in the bowels of the ship with his grandpa and he's like seen other humans in like simulations. And then he goes up to the world just like looking for food and then he's swept up and everything. And I there's a lot of points where the story points to how biologically different he is from everybody else. Like he's still learning everything. He's learning about you know, all these new biological humans and like, oh, you guys photosynthesize. I need to eat rice. 
we've got that, but I need more of just the awkwardness of I've I've never talked to a girl, never seen one in person, only seen yeah. grandpa. The only human yeah. I know is grandpa type. You mean there's more grandpas? Um. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, like I, I, I like all that stuff. I like the the Gagana is just so. I I I think one of the best things about this story is just how rapidly the Ghana is changing and evolving. Yeah, like that that is is something that I think is neat. It's not just a like. Oh, we're fighting this bad guy that uh, we like. They just don't like. It's just such an interesting detail that it is like actively evolving fast, and the like impending doom of like, well, the weapons we had two weeks ago now don't work against this thing because mm. they've evolved to a point where they're basically useless. So we need to come up with something new. Uh, and this, they they always do, which again is just like, well, how, how long did that take? Is this like, is this next battle like months mm. down the road? What happened here? Um, but yeah, yeah, like to me, that is, I think, the scariest thing about the Gagana is just how quickly it changes. Like yeah. each time you go out, it is something new. And they they just mm. never know. Like, is it, yeah. it going to be the and hawk moth thing that, like, it started to mimic yeah. our pilots? Is it going to be mimicking our cannons? Is it going to be, like, what's happening here? Oh, mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. I like that. I like. And they do show that. up so suddenly, which it is part of the fear of them and also part of uh, some other things of the story that may bug us a little bit, that we never get the time to spend in any non-war activities. Because as soon as Tanakaze gets there, it's like, he's, uh, somebody spotted a Ghana. We can't predict when they show up. So now he has to leave. Yep. He never has like a whole day he can plan to do anything else. Yeah. I, I liked the idea of the Hawk Mammoth thing where it mm. mimics, like it is, it's, it is the Ghana's version of the Ace pilot. Right. Or yeah. it's like we have our regular placenta monster and things that we send out. But then there's the hawk moth, the one that's just like, oh, shit. When that one shows up, you're you're, you're like, uh oh, no good. Uh, and they eventually destroy it. And, you know, the next big bad thing comes along. Um, yeah, like I'm I, I I I don't remember where this story goes with the gonna like i don't remember like how intelligent exactly are they um mm. like it, it can do do they have some kind of communication because they they mentioned multiple times in the show that or um in in the manga sorry uh that it like they don't really know much about the gonna they just showed up and it seemed to attack us but we don't mm -hmm. know if that's them trying to communicate it, like maybe they just yeah. want to be yeah. friends with us and they just don't know how to do it exactly. And so by them changing and evolving, is that them getting better at this? Like there is this idea in the background of like, should we re really be fighting these things here? Mm. Yeah. 
I do like that angle. It doesn't come up as often, at least until we've got, um, I think Hoshijiro was her name. This co-pilot who that like has a crush on Tanakaze and he like kind of like he likes her back as a friend, but is like maybe he has a crush on her. You know, like I said, he's never seen another girl. He's still figuring things out. And she dies in battle and a, a Ghana replicates her. And then mm-hmm. after they, they defeat the Ghana, they're able to like take the part to the Ghana that is like the placenta that's like morphed into her. And the ship is like, we want to study this. They've, we've never seen a Ghana like replicate a human so closely before. So she's like in a tank and she slowly starts to develop like some sort of awareness. Like she's not Hoshijiro anymore, but she's got, you know, like her, they'll be scanning her and they're like, her brainwaves do light up whenever Tanakaze comes to visit her. So there's something, yeah. there's some like shadow of a memory still left within her. And that's what they use to make Samugi, right? The like human Ghana, mm-hmm. like actual hybrid. And I, I like Samugi. Samugi has like actual personality. She's weirdly cute for being a, a, a big sort of Ghana shape who also <laughs> turns into a dick tentacle. And the yes. dick tentacle <laughs> can like slip through all the pipes of the ship seemingly infinitely talk about don't laying know. some pipe you know, you know Truly. What I mean? <laughs> and like li- listener i need you to know i am not saying dick tentacle lightly this is the most penile looking non-actual <laughs> penis i've ever seen oh my god the the panel where it sleeps with uh where it like goes in <laughs> it's just a giant penis like laying in bed <laughs> it's a right. it's a body pillow that's shaped like a penis <laughs> exactly <laughs> But, has, but like talks very cute and is like hi tanakaze oh i'm happy i could come out and visit you today yeah and it just That's... like snakes through the pipes seemingly infinitely like they're never yep. like oh no naga <laughs> smoky can't reach over here as long as she's got pipes she can go anywhere and like when I really like She's it when... She's got pipes. <laughs> right. Tanakaze and Izana move in together. They're like, we... And they both love Samuki. They're like, we should buy a place with pipes that is, clo- you know, that is the right configuration of pipes that Samuki can practically also live here. Just snake her dick tentacle up the pipes and she's our third roommate. Uh, I'm so sorry for saying this, but their house is a glory hole. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so this is one of the uh, the few things that I remember from the anime mm. that you wow. nailed it. This is what the character sounds like. It is the, like, high-pitched, cutesy uh-huh. voice, like, oh, my God, hi, Tanakaze. Like, they thank you. <laughs> and it's just right. it's and the tentacles like, got like two smaller tentacles that are like hands in front of it that'll wave around. Yeah, it's just it's weird. It's it's, it's strange. Um, but in in its own way, like, yeah, like the, I, like it kind of makes sense that it's so phallic. Right. That yeah. it is like here. The main character has barely seen another human. And when he does go out there, he like he only knows like, oh, like male, female, like that's 
historically what it's been, right? So what is this photosynthesizing? Yeah. What is this like non-binary? What is this genderless thing? And like he he's genuinely curious, but he's also like yeah. because this story focuses on all these battles and stuff. Like he never has time to actually really ask and the like one or two times that he gets to it's in this like awkward almost like he's not meaning to be insensitive right but he, yeah. it's just like now is not the time <laughs> like right. uh, or 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 like accidentally walks in the like photosynthesizing yes. room when he doesn't know that he like is not supposed to and there's a whole yeah he doesn't know what it means yeah characters yeah and it's just like oh uh oh um but yeah, just and and I think with the fact that they are trying to figure out the Ghana and what they are, what they want, how to communicate with them. Can we make this hybrid thing? What exactly is a hybrid? What does that mean for humanity? What does that mean for the mm. Ghana? There is this like, well, can can we fuck it? Like thing, right? right there, like <laughs> and something that struck me about this narrative is that we've got a like there are the scenes where Tanikaze will accidentally walk into the girls' photosynthesis room where all the girls strip uh -huh. down naked and I guess stand in front of a window and absorb sunlight. They just float just there, fill themselves yeah. sun. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that'll happen. There's a couple like busty supporting characters. There's like there's some boob shots, but the story overall feels like not horny at all. Like there, like you see, <laughs> like oh, he walked in on a naked girl, or there's a, a, a cleavage. But I, I, I see no evidence of any characters actually having sex with each other. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I think compared to remember when we read fairy tale. And yeah. just the amount of fans service and like, oh, here's a big titty anime girl. And it was, yeah. just, it was just shot after shot of that. And it's like she's I, I think that character in there was supposed to be like 14 or like it was like really young. Right. And it was just like, this is weird. Like, I don't I don't like this. But mm -hmm. here, yeah, it like some of these characters might be younger like you mentioned those clones are technically like five years old we don't yeah. know exactly how old tanakaze is or how old the other characters are i don't think but it is like they could be young enough where it's probably good that they aren't doing the tna stuff like a lot of other manga is but they're also kind of visibly at an age where like they're <laughs> curious they're learning about this stuff so i mm. think it is in the moments you do get where like a character falls down on another one and grabs their boob it's just like th this th the story immediately moves on because something just has to like there's another another battle or yeah. <laughs> a, like th there's no moment to just stop and linger and and be like yeah Haha titty right right it looks like, like a penis any, right yeah no any 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 instances of boobs feel very inert in this story because like it leads nowhere like sure we've got like a, a panty shot once or twice or some boobs but there this is also a comic where nobody has kissed each other there are like no real couples like we have no sense of like romance or family units or anything like that 
Like I don't, I don't feel except for like the occasional shape of somebody's body in a traditionally sexualized way. Nothing feels sexy at all in this world. Yep. Everybody's got something else on their minds. It's so not a priority. Yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting just an relationship interesting, with that. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. Okay. I have to go unlock my door really quick because my new roommate's supposed cool. to come by and like pick up her keys. So I'll be back in a second. And then we have to talk about Azana because Azana is my favorite part. All right. We are back. Hi. Um, Hi. You said you wanted to talk about Izana. So let's talk. I about love Izana. Izana. Izana <laughs> is one of these, these humans that has that biological capability to, to, to change their body around to reproduce with, with people of either sex. In the mm-hmm. manga, this is referred to as being middle gendered. And in the, I watched like the first two episodes of the anime to check it out. And I think it's referred to as being bi gendered, which might be a little bit more appropriate. I don't know. But I, I love Izana. Okay. I love that Izana, like the first time she meets Tanakaze, she's like, I understand what you may be thinking. Am I a boy or a girl? Neither and both. Like she lays everything out. I, she just explains everything to him and is. Super friendly, very supportive, very patient, and I, I she just becomes his best friend. And it's this tragic comedy that she has this crush on him, and he like likes her as a friend, but like just, does not pick up on it. And every time yeah. they go out and do something together, she's also a pilot, but she's like a lower rank, more fledgling pilot than he is. Whereas he's like one of the new heroes who was obligated to be in every single battle. It's like almost a running joke that they will have plans. And then Tanakaze's like, I gotta go. Bye. I gotta go fight in a war. And she's, she loves him so much. And he has like, so he's like, not he's just doesn't understand love yet. Right. He's yeah. he, absolutely clueless. And, to the point where I think it is not until volume eight that anybody actually refers to her as she. Like, I don't think she officially gets pronouns until book eight, which is yeah. part of the tragic comedy of the character where it's like, you have so much love for these people around you. And it took us this many volumes for somebody to refer to you in the third person and talk about you when you're not around. And even when they do, they usually just say the character's name. Like, yes, Izana likes this or does that. Right. It's Mm. not like he or she, but they do often refer to her as Mr. Um, Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll say like Mr. Izana, but then, yeah, still Mm. use like she pronouns. Yeah. And like we Um, meet her grandma and she's like, that's my granddaughter, Mr. Izana. Yeah. 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 Uh, Which is neat. It's it's I, I don't know how much thought the creator like really dived into all of that i i would l- mm-hmm. l- love to hear someone who's like who's non-binary c- 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 comment on some mm-hmm. of, that, of that stuff of just like how how well is this actually handled here yeah, um, and it is, is also is this... tied to like sci-fi things that we don't have as current human beings in our understanding of gender like it's less reliant on that and more on what if humans evolved to the point where they could like biologically switch all these parts around and be anything at any time 
how would they yeah. think of themselves? How would they be referred to? How might their identities be? Yeah, it, I mean, from from what I can t- t- tell, it's never used in a negative light, though. No. It's not like, oh, they're the middle gender. They're bi gender. Yeah, they're no, the weird. No, nobody just makes like, All right, fun no, of her. This yeah, is this is no, 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 normal. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, and I, it's I, just I, like her own like changing room. You know, like you go to the yep. the pilot dormitories, and it's like. Boys photosynthesizing, girls photosynthesizing, middle gender photosynthesizing. So it seems like there is like this is common enough that there is uh, a structure in it, in, in place for it in the culture. But she is so far, I think, the only character of this type who we have met. Well, yeah. well and I guess suppose, you know, maybe those um, the Hanokas, all those girls who look like clones, you know, I think because that yeah. is something Azana says, like. I could age sexually reproduce a clone of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, like this, I think goes back to what we were saying for most of the podcast. Like there's just a bunch of details that I don't feel like they're giving us enough of. Like, mm. like, I would like to see more of those kinds of characters. I would like to see more bear characters. It, like there, there's, there's one right, character there's, in here who's just won. a bear. And, and can one speak. bear woman and is not discussed like and we get to know her fairly well as a character but it is never like that, explained that is why the are joke. you a bear woman where's the rest of you that's the joke like when he when when tanikaze meets her he's just like wait a minute like he has this like weirded out look like wait what happened and and she's like oh with my hand and it has she has like a, a mechanical oh my hand she also has <laughs> a robot hand which also happens to azana poor sweet azana like goes out into battle and she gets injured and i think it's said that like she could have like they could have arranged her back. to like yeah. regrow those limbs biologically but she's like i don't that would take so long I don't know if we have the time. I need to get like back out in the field if I'm needed. So she took like a robot leg and a robot arm. And then yeah. there's a series of like slapstick jokes where like she doesn't know the strength of her limbs yet. She'll like grab something and like grab it too hard and break it. She gets upset that, that Tanakaze like c- ditched. Cards. Check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> she gets upset that Tanakaze like didn't purposefully ditch her like they had dinner plans to eat the one actual food meal a week that Uh humans need to eat now when they're not photosynthesizing like they were gonna have dinner together and instead some other pilot asks out tanakaze and he's like okay yeah i'll go out with you and she like finds him there in the restaurant and breaks the restaurant (laughs) (laughs) and then and then she like gets an upgrade to her robot arm or instead of having like five robot fingers she's 10 Ten fingers fingers on that single hand yep it's i i love Azana. i think she's very sweet and she's often the source of comedy but in a way that i think the narrative is is never making fun of her never putting at a Mm -hmm. lesser status than any other characters it is just these sort of awkward things tied to her like yeah. everything is awkward for her. She's got this crush on Tanakaze. He doesn't see it. And there have been there are moments where like they will be in a tough spot in battle. And you know, like after she gets injured and gets half her limbs replaced with robot limbs, he's like, Oh boy, Asana, glad you're okay. I'm gonna go see uh that Ghana that looks like Hoshijiro. I'll see you later. Like he has 
there's no gravity to anything dramatic that actually does happen. They can be in a life and death situation and it doesn't do anything for him to bring yeah. them closer together. And you can tell she's like, or <sighs> okay. Like she's not going anywhere. She loves him. She's very patient, but she's like, okay, this, this still isn't working. I, st- I still yeah. got to keep, I got to keep at <laughs> him. Like, what, what, what do I need to do to make it work? God, no. So it's, right. it's the, one of the funny things is like in this new society and culture where, yeah, there are these these genderless and or middle gender characters, mm. people who can reproduce their own clones and and do all of that stuff. Tanakaze, who was raised the most traditionally like there's a binary male or female. He is the mm. most asexual character in the entire book. Yes. And, yes. and not not because he's asexual, just because he's just so clueless and so platonic right. with everything. And just so he's not he's not stoic like he 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 has emotions and stuff, but it's just it's so like it's 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 just it, like I don't know how to describe it besides stoic, but that's not the right like it's just it's just straightforward and plain. Mm. I'm just like, wow, I'm glad you're okay okay. okay. And he is genuinely glad yes, that you're yes. okay, okay. But then he's like, cool, I'm gonna go do this next thing. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> right? Right. Like, like he is he is also <laughs> a loving character, but in a very sort of vague general way to everybody. You're right. Every yeah. everybody's got a he's got a platonic connection <laughs> to everybody and he does not see Izana is anyone particularly special except for just the amount of time that they spend together. But Izana loves him. It feels like instead it is of always the birds like, and the bees, he got this simulator. <laughs> he got the he right. got the, 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 the exactly. Gundam simulator. <laughs> and like in the Gundam simulator is exclusively about mech fighting, and he probably only knows humans as like right. Those are like the civilian. The, that's what you protect when you're doing the mech simulator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, and nobody put kissing. They never put two civilians kissing in the background of a battle scene. So he doesn't know what a kiss is. Yeah, God, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, like I, I want to know more characters like Aizana. I want to know more characters mm. like uh, I don't remember her name, but again, the bear character. Um, yes, and she has an interesting backstory. Being yeah, a part she... of this like original crew that found the the kabasashis i believe is what they were the weapons mm-hmm. that can hurt the gagana on this like mysterious swiss cheese looking pyramid out in space like who knows what the fuck that thing was and she's immortal she is like a part of the immortal crew that's on the ship that everyone thinks is a myth like no one believes in immortality yet because yeah, I guess like, everyone just you s- dies so much that no one has realized that these p- people are still around right there's like one guy with like an end is nigh sign walking around a street somewhere one of the few times you see a street uh yeah. and he's like the 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 council members, they've been immortal. It's been the same council members for everybody's lives and they're just hiding it. And they're like, you old book. That's not yeah. true. It reminds me of Rorschach in Watchmen. God, yeah. But this brings us a very interesting aspect to Tanakaze's character where you learn that this grandfather he grew up with 
that was one of these like original council members who denied yeah. being made immortal. And instead they're like, well, if you won't be immortal, we'll clone you and we'll make the clone immortal. And he's like, I don't know. No, I'm going to steal my clone and run away and hide with it. And that's Tanakaza. He is an immortal clone of this guy who he thought was his grandfather. And so he's yeah. sort of destined to take this role. And he note he does notice like I tend to heal pretty quickly. I wonder what that's mm-hmm. about. And he's sort of trying tries to hide that from people. He, I don't think he knows what it means, but he knows it's weird. And that is why he's required to fight in every single battle because the commander is like, I am trying to hide the fact that you're immortal by hoping that one of these battles will kill you. Like yeah, you'll that, that's, get that's what, what we need out like of you it's... as a warrior. And then you will die in a way that we can sweep all the secrecy under the rug. Yeah, they, they make it seem like, yeah, they're trying to get rid of him by sending him out in all of this stuff. And as you learn mm. more, it, it is like, yes, we are trying to kill you, but mm. we can't. So might as well use what we got. So, yeah, <laughs> like we're you're, you're just going to fight nonstop because that's what you mm. can do. Um, but yeah, like that is the unraveling mystery of like what exactly is going on with the Ghana, this hybrid. What did Ochi, I believe is his name or, yeah. Ochi or something uh, like what was his experiment? Like, what was he planning? Like, what what's going to happen with the council? Is there going to be some coup? Is the mystery of the Ghana somehow connected to Tanakaze? Like there, there is still this mystery that, that, that yeah. I feel like has just started to unravel. We're just starting to get more backstory to this stuff. Um, that I, I am hoping will get a satisfying conclusion to in the second half of this. Um, I, I like I said though, I remember liking Knights of Sidonia when I watched the anime so i i i think we will be satisfied but i i don't remember so mm. who knows, who knows? <laughs> i my i honestly don't pay a lot of attention to what's happening when azana isn't around i i've got i'm a singular focus <laughs> when i read these books i love azana and where we leave off in issue eight her and tanikaze are finally starting to grow a little bit closer when he's i love that he like after they find him scavenging around for rice and they adopt him into the pilot program he's placed in like a dorm and he's completely Mm -hmm. forgotten oh it's been a year like my there's a new students coming in my dorm's going to go to somewhere else somebody else like i have to find another place to live and there's an interesting bit where he goes to like the this community's equivalent of like a real estate agent who's got this like master list of all these different odd like space properties like right i would love to see just so much residences in this more yes well you see one character who's like rich and has a mansion somewhere where is that how many mansions do we have he gets this like little apartment that's like on the outside level of sidonia and he has like mm-hmm. special clearance to live there because he's a pilot. And I guess that takes him closer to like the pilot center 
but also he wants it so that Samugi can like snake through the all the pipes and like also hang out there all the time. And he yeah. <laughs> it said he was able to have one roommate and he does ask Azana to move in with him. And she takes yeah. this, you know, yeah. like, oh, yes, this is my chance. And it's not. Cl- and he's like, he's starting to be a little less clueless right as we're like leaving issue uh, volume eight. And also like this volume ends with Izana in like deep trouble out there in some space mission. And uh, yeah. Tanikaze and Samugi are like joined together going out there to to find her and save her and fight for her. Just very sweet. Like I I <laughs> I love this weird family dynamic that's this like Zana having a crush on Tanikaze and he's largely oblivious. He ha- almost had a thing with Hoshijiro, whose spirit lives on in Samugi, the dick tentacle. And so it's like <laughs> c- almost a love triangle, but it's also these three entities who do sincerely care about each other very much and make like a little home life together. And like the right, three yeah. of them are banded together as a unit. Also, it's it interesting this, yeah, character like, dynamics. Yeah kind of relationship that they have yeah. go, 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 going on so difficult to label but very very sweet and sincere and i i like that yeah yeah indeed i hope we get to indeed. spend more time with this in these coming volumes that i mean i imagine that it, we, as we get close to the climax we're not going to get less battling but i hope we do still find time to flesh out Sidonia a little bit more learn a bit more about it learn about these co-pilots like all the Hanoka girls you know and in their clone existence learn a bit more about the bear woman who runs the dormitories and like learn more about Izana Izana's grandmother who's like a a scientist doing shady things learn more about this little family unit they've got there's a a lot to learn about I just from a character development standpoint. And I hope we, we do find room for that as the story wraps to a conclusion. Agreed. Agreed. That's what I'm hoping mm-hmm. for. Uh, and for them to finally figure out how to be friends with the Ghana. That would be nice. So. Yeah. What, what do the Ghana truly want? They're very mysterious. Mm, they just want a cup of sugar. Hey, neighbor, do you have a cup of sugar we can borrow? <laughs> That's all they wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to the second half of this. I'm excited to dive more in and see what the conclusion is. Um, I think that's kind of about all I have to say on this mm-hmm. first half yeah. of stuff. Um, so like we said, we will be covering the remaining seven volumes of Knights of Sidonia at the end of February. Um, that's when we will be finishing up our coverage on that. Uh, so just a note on Comixology Unlimited, they only have up through issue 12. Um, if you have in a, a Comixology Unlimited subscription, you can read volumes 1 through 12 for free. Uh, however, if you don't have that, you'll have to buy all of the vo- vo- volumes. And all of the volumes are available for purchase. So we're going to have to purchase the final three volumes uh, to finish this story, which is fine by me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. 
I, I, I think uh, 12 out of 15 volumes is more than enough to entice you on this story here. So there you go. Um, yeah, bingo. Let's pull up our mm -hmm. bingo sheets here. I got that. Got that. There we go. Here's our bingo sheets. Um, oh, we've got a spaceship, but I don't think we have any sort of spaceship AI in the story. Yeah, I don't think there's an AI running this ship. We don't have a power um, outage. We have gravity outages, but not like all the lights go out. Yeah. I, th I think looking at my sheet, the only one I could get is awkward hand touch when uh, Tanakaze and Hoshijiro are like taking that tour of the ocean level of the ship, like right mm -hmm. before they go into that battle where she dies and gets uh, and becomes a Ghana and becomes Samugi eventually. I think there's an awkward yeah. hand touch there or at least hands near enough okay. to each other that there is the tension of perhaps touching. I, I, I would also honestly give you the awkward boob touch that happens in, in here for that <laughs> one. Cause it, it is like, it is t to the same effect kind of, of just like, Oh, we did mm. the awkward touch thing. Let's see. You, you know, right. Oh my Isana God. accidentally crushing things with her new robot hand also counts <laughs> as an awkward hand touch. If 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 you had a didn't know my own strength, that that would absolutely. If only I did. Right. Uh, so I'll give you awkward hand touch here. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, and then let's see here. Oops. Um. No diary entries. No Hans Zimmer score. Ooh, is the bear in an apron? Because yes, that would I think be so. Mom in the apron. Mom Very motherly apron. figure. She is literally the dead <laughs> mother. Yes, um, the, the literal mama bear in this story. No yes, other types indeed. of bears. <laughs> Let's see, foe waiting in the shadows to talk. No character gets hit through building. Uh, there's, I, I would say no on that one. Um... Yeah, not much of a training montage. I don't think we really have a signature oh, weapon or move. Because, like, the, the, there's the Kazabashi, but those belong to everybody. Right. A lot of different guard pilots. Like, it's not just Tanakazes. Right. Here's one that I want to ask you okay. about. Secret royalty. Ah. Because... He is he is the like, I guess he's not yes. super secret, but he is he is the clone of the like he's the immortal clone of this council member. And it, it is kind of a secret to most people, but not I'd all. count that. Yeah, that is that You'd is metaphorically that the royalty of this society. Yeah, I'd give okay. you secret royalty for sure. And I think I think the ones I got were secret royalty mom in an mom in in apron and awkward hand touch. Those three. Those are the ones I got. Nice. Cool. I think that was a good update for our bingo. Bingo card sheets. There you go. OK. Um. 
bring us back over here. There we go. Now, let's do recommendations. Melissa, if people... Or I, I, this is one, so we're only doing a two-parter here, yeah. right? So uh, we normally do recommendations on our end-of-the-month spe special for the first time we cover it and the last time, which means we're, we would be doing them for both episodes of this. Mm. Do we want to just save them all for the end here? Uh, sure. Yeah. In the interest of my okay. time here today. Sure. I'll sure. do it yeah. next cool. month. Sounds good to me. Maybe I'll, and then maybe by then I'll actually have another thing to recommend besides Pacific Rim. Maybe I'll get a second <laughs> recommendation. You'll, you'll, you'll be, hey, uh, I, I, I heard you like those Gundam things. Uh, maybe that. <laughs> cool. Let's move on then. Um, so. For next week, we already know what we are doing yeah. uh, for this next week, because you gave your pitches last week. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit more about what we are doing next week? Yeah, next week to honor the Winter Olympics in Beijing, I pitched three Chinese movies. Uh, we watch a decent amount of international entertainment here on the review show, but we haven't made it to China yet. And we are going to watch In the Mood for Love. Wan Kar Wai's film from 2000, uh, I think set in Hong Kong, not Beijing, unfortunately, we didn't get the same city, but it is the, it's set in the 1960s, and it is about these two star-crossed lovers, who, you know, these two neighbors who find out that their spouses are cheating on them, and as they confide in each other their feelings, they start to fall for each other, and then they feel like they're in the same boat that their cheating spouses are, and it's it's a conflicted, angsty romance tale uh, that I, I, I pitched because I know it's supposed to have beautiful cool. set dressing and cinematography and be wonderfully colorful and, and vivid to look at, despite the sadness of the story itself. Mood for love. I think that also works good with uh, February yeah. being Valentine's Day. I know I'll have some Valentine's Day picks or some mm. romantic uh picks for the that next week as well so join us next week for in the mood for love that's what mm -hmm. we will be doing uh but i think that about wraps us up then for this week so melissa mm -hmm. where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and listen to my other podcast saturday morning obscurities so where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Our first episode was on a French-Japanese co-production cartoon called Ulysses 31 that is the Odyssey, but a space opera. Oh. So if you just Interesting. like space stories, you know, listen to our first episode on Ulysses 31. There's, there's been a comic that I've wanted to pitch on this show forever. Uh, but I've wanted to do like a theme with it. Like let's take classics that are reimagined in, in a different genre or stuff like that. And it's the same one. It's it. The c oh. comic is literally called Odyssey, but spelt like O-D-Y-C. 
or like ody dash okay and yeah it's it's the odyssey but it's like a sci-fi space thing so uh interesting good to know that there mm. is uh some more of that out there check it we found it all on youtube it's a cartoon from, it's from like the sa- late 70s early 80s ulysses himself has got like big glorious flowing like disco hair check it out interesting i recommend that Good i stuff. guess pacific room and ulysses 31 <laughs> <laughs> You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, we are also on TikTok. So go follow us uh, there on TikTok as well. Um, yeah, it is. I, I was I was going to say it's the end of the year, but it's not the end of the year. It's the start of the year. Uh, so if end you can, it would be super helpful. Right. Yeah. Uh, it'd be super helpful if you guys could go rate and review our our show uh we should have been talking about that all this month but uh i've been slacking so uh, but yeah if you guys have nice things to say about the show and want to have it shared with more people this is a great way to support us uh just by saying some nice things giving us a good rating that helps us out a ton uh, so please 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 go take the time to do that I think that is about it for this week. Number 191, the Whatnots ah. Review Show. Uh, yeah, that's it. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.